All right. Woo. So we are into what is, what's gonna what's going to be one of the more devastating award ceremonies for me. <laughs> I don't really care who you nominate or who you pick because I don't know who who's most deserving in like any That's... of these categories. It's just like there's so much good acting, good characters, good like moments, funny things. It's like how do you pick? And, you and pick? I I mean I feel it's just more of everyone has such an equal amount of of each whether you that find too. it funny or not funny there's just a very equal amount of screen time for even some of the bit players there's just not a lot separating them and i feel like that's especially when i'm trying to think of six man versus mvp i think that there's yeah. in my mind clear only really two options for mvp in my personal opinion but six man could be pretty much anybody in the cast like that, I mean, that's where you have to go with how equal everyone essentially is. It's just kind of yeah. personal preference. Yeah. And, and this is one I, I know because I'm a part of it. it, has a very strong community. People love this movie and they love, um, pro I would say it's one of those things where you've seen it probably a bunch of times and everyone's kind of represented a little bit, I would say probably in a parody sense by the characters in the movie. Like there's an archetype that each character is kind of representing. Mm -hmm. And I think the viewer, their relationship to that type of person, that type of character is going to, it's going to determine who they think is most deserving of winning these categories. Sure. Because they're all so good in their own ways. I mean, sure. You might have a personal preference of what type of comedy you liked and you're in the character, but whether it be understated over the top like zany like they, this character the, the, the characters are are robust and they provide a lot of different type of energy which is you don't you don't expect to see that in a comedy having this much type of different humor in it mm -hmm. but it really pulls off that that like fine line of mockumentary but also like clearly uh an improv group kind of having fun they did such a good job and i, I think I've, i think that I disagree a little bit on the how well it was pulled off point of view. Yeah, well, we, we know from the review. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like characterizations and acting was on point. Yeah. I think just the way that it all came together, ex I mean, especially this time, because I will full heartedly admit that I did not think I was going to have as negative of an opinion this time as I've because I've never had a negative opinion. I've always really enjoyed this movie. Some For some reason, the lack of cohesion really hurt my enjoyment this time around. And I think that's going to yeah, yeah, yeah. bleed into a little bit of my you know, picks for these characters. But, you know, I mean, not, not without, with, without going too more in depth into the review. Uh, you want me to start with who I picked out for my six-man nominees? And you can add in yours. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's start with the six man and, and we'll build our way up from there. But again, starting with this category is kind of crazy because it's like this movie is almost entirely six man. I think you're, yeah. it's, it's almost a stretch to pull people to an MVP level um, in this in this like the progression. I think there is probably like a main character, obviously, to make the end result um, kind of going to Eugene Levy um, makes sense that. And, and Catherine O'Hare makes sense that, that they might be in a different category. So um, I'll leave that up to kind of your interpretation mm -hmm. as well. But I did leave those two off because I felt like 
they're probably, if there's any main characters, the main characters. Uh, I left those off. One, because one's another character or another car- uh, category. And one just I didn't think was uh, was overriding sure. anybody else. So Okay, let's get into it. So for my six-man nominees, we have half of the dynamic duo of this movie. And I know everyone's like, oh, well, there's so many duos. It's Trevor Beckwith. Trevor Beckwith is a part of the best duo of this movie. And I love his straight man to the crazy zaniness that is Buck Laughlin. So Uh. (laughs) I, I, I definitely am nominating Trevor Beckwith as a potential six man. And the other one that was kind of a shocker, but is really when I, when I think of this movie, there are definitely a few actors and scenes that I remember the most. And the one that I feel is the least build, but has the highest impact is the unnamed hotel manager played by yeah. Ed Bagley Jr. Yeah, Ed Bagley's pretty great in this. So those are the two that that I had as my six man nominees, and I'm eager to see who you had. Well, we were we were similar in terms of the um, finding enjoyment in the announcing part of this. I did nominate the fellow um, host, so Fred Lillard um, will be up there. Okay. Fred, Fred Willard, sorry, mm-hmm. um, and then. This was tough. It's an, again, come down to personal preference. Yeah. Because there's, again, all of uh, these groups uh, are are funny. I think they're all great. But on this watch in particular, I really, really, really loved Parker Posey as Meg Swan. I okay. feel like her zaniness added a whole lot, in my, which we'll get into with the um, scissor reel. She was in a number of scenes that I, I both remembered and think are worthy of a nominee uh, nomination in that category. And it's just because of her. She's so good in this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to pass up a bunch of other options, but I, those are four strong, strong candidates, I think. Yeah. And I feel like I have to just voice that I'm not voting for Fred Willard. Not because he shouldn't be, he shouldn't win this. It's because I have him nominated as as a potential MVP. So oh, I feel, I feel like I can't have him being voted for in in both of those categories. Uh, well, otherwise, yeah. you know, yeah. You know, so so for me, I, I I love the addition of Parker Posey. She was probably the third person that was in my mind when I'm thinking about the six man. Because again, a, you know, smaller part. You know, again, not really much smaller than any other quote-unquote major character groups in the movie yeah. but she has to share it with the husband for a lot of it as well and yeah she comes through as to me the one who is acting the most who is mm-hmm. having to do something different than just be on camera and say something kind of quippy and funny a little bit uh so i, I like that nomination I, I to me it comes down to yeah your personal preference on which one of these three is the most memorable and has the biggest impact. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Any, any argument you want to make before we get into the, the voting? No, I mean, uh, I feel as though any, any winner is going to be a good one in the, in this category. Like I said, the movie is so full of potential winners, especially in this category that for me, I have to go with what my heart's saying after watching this movie. And I'm, I'm still left with Meg Swan as the character that, um, did it for me the most. So she's my okay. six man. I, I believe I do have the the um, 
possession arrow, I think. Mm, I'll have to go back and listen, but sure, we'll give no, it to you gonna, for now. We're gonna give yeah. it to me for now. If that, well, if it's, if it's only, incorrect, only because it won't matter on this particular one. Because I, I will second your vote, and I will go Meg Swan. All right. Here we go. Well, it's nice to see you, unanimous winner. It is. That's, I, again, that's I think really in this cool. category, I can, I can tip the hat and say, yeah, anybody could have been nominated anybody could win this one and i'm gonna save some of my trevor beckwith arguments i think to poll for fred uh in in this next category so i'll, I'll save my arguments for that this is gonna be tough because i have i have strong opinions in the mvp i didn't have yeah. as strong in the six men the mvp i have very strong opinions okay all right well then how about you start on this one you know one of mine already at least well yeah i mean i basically telegraphed it in the six man category for me it's eugene levy and Catherine O'Hara. Um, they're for me, the, they're the, they're the narrative arc of the movie. The, I love Catherine O'Hara's side gag of being very promiscuous. Yeah. Especially when she was like a young waitress and that keeps coming up and like, yes, hilarious, hilarious times. Um, and Eugene's great with that as well. And, and obviously it's mostly O'Hara in my mind, pulling that off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Titans, Titans of comedy, Titans of, of obviously this type of comedy. This is their wheelhouses. Mm-hmm. They've worked together for so long. They have such good chemistry. Everything about them was enough to carry and lead this type of movie where there's not really enough screen time for them to be like super like mains, but they did enough and they were fun enough, uh, throughout the entire, throughout their entire, um, uh, situation i like the ending again with with eugene having to walk and the two left feet re- re- reoccurring joke coming up like I, like we've talked about i loved all of that all of that stuff all their dynamics everything how it how it ended up it, it was great for me so both of them are nominated yeah uh, and I, I i don't mind eugene levy you know being in the mvp i i could see him also being a little bit more of a six man than mvp like of the two, he gets a little bit less of the of the shine, as you like to call it. I think of of the writing and, and the funniness of the characters. I think he's playing more of the straight man a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, again, he's excellent at what he's doing. It's just I, I, the thing I liked most about those two was the recurring bits that they had going on. I feel mm-hmm. like of all of the couples, they had the most understanding of where their funniness was going to be throughout the entire movie. And they played to that strength. And so I think that's one of the reasons why that you see them as like the lead couple of the movie when I don't know if the movie would even say it has a main couple. It just maybe has, yeah. you know, a couple that wins, I guess. Um, but I think of the two, if you, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to argue for one as the MVP, it's definitely, definitely Catherine O'Hara. Like she, she is, lo- is locked in, in that role. I, I love the, she goes from like, just kind of not coy and demure, but like just playing kind of an average character. And then as soon as like she gets hit on, like she turns a switch and it's like, yeah, she gets all flirtatious and like yeah. a different energy hits her. And then like, usually that's when she'll look over at Eugene and go like, Oh, hold on. I got to like take back a moment. Like, yeah, I, I, that was very, very well done. I, I really enjoyed that component of it, but I cannot get over how much energy that Fred Willard brings to this movie. 
his, his character, which again, I Buck Laughlin, great name <laughs> for that character. Can't 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 just bypass that again. But every line that that character says is better than almost every other line every other character has. Like every character might have one line that maybe is more yeah. memorable than like the second or third best Fred Willard, but Fred Willard is just out here knocking knocking doubles, triples, and home runs off the walls. Like everything yeah. he does is is gold in this, and I love love the pairing of. Uh, uh, Trevor Beckwith like if, if I hadn't known better I would have said that that was like an actual dog uh, you know contest uh, announcer like that's how well that guy plays just yeah I'm fed up with this guy like did you get him off did he just come drunk off of the stands to be my co-announcer yeah maybe it's, it's strong like cotton vibes from dodgeball which obviously dodgeball is after this but they, yes. the, the, the whole I mean, stick of the yeah yeah, clearly it's a it's a it's a take on this type of um, scenario where you have a, clearly a fish out of water like color host mm-hmm. uh, who's supposed to be kind of the the hot take type of guy, the everyman, <laughs> the guy who's looking at this with the with the with the non dog training lens, I guess, uh, and he does that very well. The issue I have with with Willard's. Um, barrage is what i'll call it is it's a lot it's a lot and it's it's kind of one note and as much as this movie straddles on obviously being zany and and like not uh, super believable it's not really trying to be a true dog show competition or a best in show competition Mm -hmm. Uh, but they do make it pretty believable other than willard i feel like willard is what kind of makes this an over the top a little bit situation because you have this guy who's like talking about, which might be a posterizer um, that I can't believe in some countries dogs are eaten. These dogs are eaten. <laughs> like this stuff like that, which like, of course that would never happen. Just like a lot of stuff in this would never happen. I think of like Meg, Meg Swan's character is a lot like that too, where she's like super um, amped up all the time and not a good dog owner and that kind of stuff. Like clearly that probably wouldn't exist either, but, for as good as Catherine was, I don't know if Willard was that for me, though I would agree with you. He provides the most posterizers and might be the most memorable. Like everyone hears Willard's commentary when they're thinking of Best in Show. You might not be thinking of Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. And I, I think that's to me, like when we're when we're thinking of MVP, I think of what is What's going to be the selling point if you're trying to sell this to your friend or if someone's watched this movie five years ago and they're thinking about, oh, do I want to put this DVD or Blu-ray in and watch this movie? I think it's going to be Fred Willard that people remember and go, yes, that that's going to be buy me in. And then maybe I'll appreciate one of the other couple's performances, including Catherine O'Hara's performances, maybe better because she's doing more than what Fred Willard's doing. But I feel he is what is memorable and what made this movie as big, not in just indie crowds. I think this is what caused that movie to be so much bigger than all the other movies of this kind of genre have been up to the, you know, up to this point, maybe with the exception of uh, this is Spinal Tap in terms of making a cultural impact. 
I think it's because of this character and and that barrage of jokes. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like I said, this is a very it's it's kind of like whatever floats your boat in terms of <laughs> uh, this movie, because there's so many good things. Like I, I, do, I definitely don't think it's odd that someone would prefer Willard's take on them or his 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 presence in the movie more so than any of the couples that are mm-hmm. um, in the movie. Because, like I said, we didn't even talk about Stefan and Scott. Like they're great. No. They're yeah. hilarious. I almost had Scott as as a six man. Yeah, either of them could have been. Like the kimono yeah. bits, hilarious. Like yeah. they're, I think, of the couples, the most believable that they're in a couple. Maybe Catherine O'Hara and um and Eugene, I can see it a little bit, but they kind of make a joke that she's not like his type at all. So like, yeah, it's harder to do. But um, yeah, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to declare a winner here if you're ready. All right. Yeah, I think I, I think I think this is un- I think uh, both of us are a little bit locked into our, our votes here. So uh, I think I you put in yours first before. So I, I, I you have not swayed me. My vote is still for Fred Willard. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't say you've swayed me, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to fight on this one. Like, I Woo! feel like oh, Lillard justice. does have a legacy factor. I think maybe Catherine Harrod doesn't have from this movie. Uh, and it's probably just legacy stuff. Like she's known for so many things and so mm-hmm. many funny roles. And she's so great in everything that though, this is great work. I don't know if it's like her crowning achievement where this is, might be the role that fed that Fred Willard's like remembered most for, even though he's also hilarious and in so many things, mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if this is like top three at, mm-hmm. at least of what people think of when they think of Fred Willard. And it's such a good performance. It's like, why not give it to yeah. him? Yeah, I I, I agree. All right, back to back. Gentlemanly agreements. <laughs> yeah, when you find a movie this good, it's just like it's easier. It's easy. Yeah, to all right, let's, 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 hold, let's hold back yeah. a little bit on, on, on that. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so we're moving on. Do you want to do, do fouls or do you want to go straight into posterizer here? Uh, let's let's go into the let's go into uh, uh, posterizer. All right. Go ahead and give me. Um, we can start off with your nominees, and I'll I'll, I'll throw in mine. Okay, so I for my posterizer, I I I don't know what the exact quote was, but busy bee in general. Uh, so I'll I'll basically put in um, when she is holding the the bear one and saying, "This is a bear yeah. in a bee costume." Yeah, yeah. That, I mean I'll, that. I'll, I'll, yeah. I mean, any, any mention of that scene, you, you have no issues with me. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if it's like a posterizer <laughs> or a sizzle, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's the, she's lost busy bee needs to get a replacement. Uh, yeah. That whole, mm-hmm. that whole scene. Yeah. Yep. And then this one, I, I struggled because it was definitely going to have to be a, a buck, a buck Laughlin quote. And there's, there's just, there's so many, it was hard for me to pick like which one I, I would have as my posterizer. And so I just went with the one that I don't know why it really got me this particular time is when he's like, he's saying, do you know the difference between a rectal thermometer and a tongue depressor? And the person says, uh, no. And he says, remind me never to come to you for a physical. <laughs> <laughs> i just like that was like a little bit of a different like it wasn't even a dirty joke like it was definitely a dirty setup but i, I like that as kind of very you know reminiscent of all of buck's kind of jokes as a whole yeah and there's a bunch 
Um, this is a, I mean, a movie that has this many jokes. Mm-hmm. You'd think there'd be more identifiable quotes, mm-hmm. I guess. It's, it's kind of what I'd struggle with. I, again, when I think of a posterizer, I think of one that you could say to somebody on the street who hasn't watched this, and they're going to immediately recognize it. Oh, that's from that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's not a ton of those. The one that I think for me that I remember hearing, it's probably because like this movie was so much about um, dogs and also about like the remembering the end where the terrier wins. Uh, I have to go with God loves a terrier. Okay. <laughs> as a posterizer there. Okay. Uh, and then the next one is just a bunch of this one liner stuff that each of the couples kind of have with each other. I loved Catherine O'Hara had a ton of just quick uh, zingers with the guys that she has boned in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to nominate it, but just an honorable mention to how many years ago did he poke me? <laughs> thought that was hilarious. And then the first, I forgot, I think it was the what, her first ex that they visited was Max Bregman or Bergman or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he says to his son, who's up on the, uh, on the garage or the shed or whatever, like being creepy. Mm-hmm. He says, I'll gouge your right eye, right eye out with my thumb, you little freak. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So now, funny. I, I can't I can't vote for that one because that that is gonna be a portion of my entire sizzle reel. I feel that way with Busy B. Hey. So we're we're in a we're in a conundrum here. Uh, so See, if we're one, taking yeah. away those two, what 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 are the other ones we have left? We have God loves a terrier and then the, the other Buck Laughlin quote. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case for me, I mean, my decision's easy. Uh, I, I don't know if I don't know if we could take those away. Then I think maybe we we decide who the scissor reel is, and then the other one gets posterizer. I don't think I could be happy. Well, I could be happy with the Buck O'Laughlin one, but uh, I don't know if I could be happy with. Well, the the, the the other honorable mention I'd be happy throwing in there if it wasn't a part of this one's less of a like a scene, but it's when um, Stefan and Scott are packing, mm-hmm. and Stefan tells Scott. Um, we're going to be in Philadelphia for 48 hours. How many tea services can you do? In reference to how many kimonos he's bringing, seven mm-hmm. for two days. I thought that was funny. Again, it's not like one mm-hmm. that's a huge zinger. Anyone really remember that from this movie, which is an issue. Yeah. But another one I love. So I would have two other ones that I, I'm not saying I'm nominating, but two other ones that did kind of go around a little bit was the um, guess who's not wearing any underwear <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yeah, another one of the the Catherine O'Hara exes. They're again, they're yes, yeah, yes. Great. It, it is the best through line of a story. Is is her promiscuousness and yeah. randomly bumping into people that she is uh, had sex with. Um, her ability the, to 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 be so convincing and not knowing who they are at all initially, and then when they provide they prod her a little bit with like a nickname or like a, an event or something from her past, like the. Mm-hmm. moment of recognition that flashes in her in her eyes she's just such a good actress and she's so funny in this movie and like i said she any so many of these scenes could win just because they're just good scenes but posterizer again i think is meant to be more of identifiable what goes on a poster and i don't know if any of the ones we're bringing up really would be on a poster yeah because the other one which i'm thankful you didn't nominate because this time it just it really did not make me giggle or get me having any kind of levity was um, Harlan's whole nut thing. Oh. You know, 
Cause yeah, I don't know um, what you're talking about here, buddy. Cause that might be a oh no sizzle candidate. Oh, you can go ahead and take that one right off. Harlan. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about Harlan, a character that we're is talking about Harlan. We shouldn't talking be. about a Har- no. He's movie. oh, you're insane. Get out of he's, this movie, director. Save no, your that's nuts. give me give me every minute that he's on screen. Give me someone else. Give me the deleted like scenes said, of of uh, of Jerry and, and Cookie. Give me something this, else. This movie is an assortment of nuts and some nuts, mm. some people aren't going to like, <laughs> yeah. but Harlan's nut is one I like. And I think a lot of people who watch the movie do like, we love Harlan. We love the nut story. It's great. Um, that's not, it's besides the point. It's not nominated. Let's get back into it. I know which one I'm picking regardless of who we're allowing to, to be nominated. And I do have a reminder. I do have the possession arrow. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll, I think I went first last time, or did you go first last time? I went first last time. I said who okay. it was going to be. So I will be picking God Loves a Terrier because I do feel like it is the only thing that's immediately identifiable as this. And there's a song at the end, the Terrier wins, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's, where, that's where I'm going. Understandable. I, I think that, it, especially if we're going off of your criteria of what could I put on a poster or show someone an image of that they would know and be able to correspond to this movie? I think more people would be would be able to do that via Busy Bee. So Busy Bee is my posterizer. That's fair. Great scene. Great scene. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, that's better in its entirety. I don't know if the posterizer aspect of that scene uh, is is where it it um, excels the most. Um, so for me, I'm, I, I am going to, I will use the possession here and I will lock in God loves a terrier. Mm. Um, and you know, that's the cost of doing business. Sometimes you, sometimes you win, sometimes <laughs> yeah. you lose. God um, does but not you love do, an MG sometime. Yeah, well, he does. He, he giveth, he taketh away. You do now have the possession arrow. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Although I think it was still mine at the beginning of this show. I so, think so I might have it twice in a row. We'll have to see. We'll, we'll go to we'll the accounting to department. Yeah. As as normally, I mean, as normal, all of these are sent to the to the <laughs> official offices for stamping yeah. and approval. So if they find that we're that we messed up anyway, the, the sure accounting house of uh, the Price Waterhouse Coopers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're sounds... making sure that all of our envelopes are are secured days before. We can't have any funny business. <laughs> we know that. Um, Sizzle, you ready for their best scene of the movie? Um, let's, let's hold off on that. Let's do fouls. Let's throw in fouls here just so we don't end on a sour note. Okay. I like it. I have two. I really have one. Okay. Um, sounds like Harlan might be one of yours. (laughs) Harlan's one of mine. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you go ahead and give it the other one? Uh, and just, and uh, again, we met, we talked about this, I think, you know, in length during the overall review, but just the lack of overall story. I feel especially this view more than any other viewing of this movie. It really stuck out to me that there was not a very cohesive storyline. And it doesn't matter that like most of the main characters don't know each other or that they don't get to see each other till the very end. I'm cool with that. I think that's, that's kind of fun, but just that, there wasn't a lot thought out about what was going to make things funny other than just maybe like one-liners and quips that if they don't hit for you, the actual story isn't doing anything. I feel 
And I feel one of the reasons I put this as a foul is that this time it felt like they missed a lot of things that some of the actors may have been setting up or had thought was going to happen. Like there were definite times this viewing where I'm like, Jane Lynch is definitely doing something to these dogs or she's <laughs> like, like when she goes up to Harlan and like, is like aggressively like petting the pooch yeah. you know, and petting the hound. Like she's doing something. She has to be like doing something. And like, we're going to get revealed towards the end that like she did in fact trip cookie but no like that scene yeah. was the most baffling from like she no. literally trips over absolute nothing like this could have been uh, you know a way of either cookie like saying like hey i need to give jerry some shine and he's feeling bad because of all these lovers we've met on this trip and he's feeling sad and we're broke let him win the award or it could have been um what's her name, Jane Lynch's character, actually doing things to try and make sure that her dog won the third time in a row. But like, it just, it, I don't know, it, it felt like because it was so much of it was improv that they lost some of what could have been. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's a decent point. I, I, the, in terms of the best in show concept, mm -hmm. um, there are some hits and there's some misses. And, and yeah. it had to, there was a line they, they straddled for me it was done expertly of making a brisk pace mm -hmm. and in order to have that kind of mile a minute joke a minute carefreeness that the movie provides i don't know if the jane lynch being that big of a heel would have worked just because the doc the nature of this documentary was more like let's just follow along with what's happening um, through the events of the of the dog show with a couple of the participants, yeah. and not always is that going to be huge. Like in a story that there's a big development that's going to happen or big villains or winners. I thought it was pretty nice. It was nice to not have anyone that you're told to root for. Yeah, that all the all the characters are kind of just like either weird like Harland, destructive like like um like Meg and her husband. Um, kind of just like gay dog people with Stefan and Scott. <laughs> um, you got, I mean, the, the, the country bumpkin type of people with you mean like Eugene Legend, like we've already talked about all the, like the concepts of the characters, but for me, the foul comes down to which characters I just feel like didn't provide much or yeah. either like you're saying, didn't have connective tissue to the rest of it. And it's Jane Lynch completely mm. for me. Like she's cuttable from the movie a hundred percent. I thought Jennifer Coolidge was funny and it was kind of like in spite of Jane Lynch. I don't know if they were, if they were really trying to create like an Ellen type of character with her. Um, this being like kind of fake nice to people. And like, I, I it, is, it just felt a little bit like I was, I didn't get the comedy from Lynch as much mm -hmm. as I got it from basically everybody else in the cast, whether I liked it or not, or preferred it more than others, hers to me, like wasn't funny. So that that's really the only foul I, I, I have. Yeah. And I, I think for me, I, I don't necessarily think of the character as a foul. I just think I kind of lumped that into the story aspect a little bit of, I think that if they had maybe cut Harlan, uh, or at least a good portion of it, they may have been able to get like one extra scene that kind of actually showed that Jane Lynch and Jennifer Coolidge 
like had some kind of relationship or something like it was just kind of like i know it was an undercurrent a little bit of of the entire storyline but like a running it just joke felt, yeah. yeah it felt really awkward that they just bring up the old guy once and like he never comes back like even in the background is like a joke or something he, or... he, he was there in the audience with her at one point was I he okay i think so yeah yeah. And like, even after they have that makeout session that's caught on camera, like, again, I Nothing think this happens. is a part of that whole story thing is, yeah, they never really build on that afterwards, in the next scenes, because I don't think that they were maybe filmed in sequence necessarily. So they didn't always know what was going to happen. And that I think tends to hit me more and more is if you don't like some of the individual jokes or some of the characters don't work for you, then because there is that overlapping, overarching lack of story, it it does hit a little bit flat for me at times. And yeah. the the joke a minute, I feel sometimes it is like, wow, it is one joke every minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think we know where my my vote's going to be for foul. But uh, you think you're I mean, ready? He, I'm ready. You do have the possession arrow, but I, I will say my my biggest foul goes to Jane Lynch. Uh, again, <laughs> this it's, is it's like an like, elaborate way of making me use the possession arrow. How it's dare not, you? It's not at all. I think I didn't mind the lack of creating more out of Jane Lynch. Like, I don't want the movie to have leaned in to her kind of being a downer and like sabotaging and all that kind of stuff. Cause the movie wasn't about sabotage. It wasn't about, I mean, it was the her arc was like, we need to win, I guess, yeah. but it wasn't like, you know, winner of like the, it was, the, the stakes weren't set up to the fact where she would need to like sabotage everyone else. Like it wasn't like you're going to be fired if we don't win or whatever. Like there was no stakes set up and I, I don't mind that there was no stakes set up because again, that character in general, I just didn't find her funny. I mean, there's so many other funny characters, like just cut her out, put a different couple in and make them engaging. And I don't care if there's not like a huge plot going on as much as it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that one's hard because if I was to cut one of those two characters, I think I'd cut Jennifer over Jane I feel maybe just because Jennifer didn't do much like she, like she was the the secondary character and Jane was the primary talker and Jennifer did more reactionary stuff. So it's hard to say you'd cut only one of a couple, but I feel Jane was doing more. No, I mean, I, I felt like the funniest scene either of them were in was the initial scene where Jennifer Coolidge was with her old husband and like. We can talk for hours. We can not talk for hours. We love talking and not talking. We can do it all the time. Like that, that, that was funnier than anything Jane Lynch did. Like, what did Jane Lynch do that was worthy of, of I being thought, in the I movie? thought, I thought the after when she's like, uh, I, 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 I took off all the makeup, like that. But that was know. that was Coolidge's. That was her character producing that, and Lynch was only like reacting to the absurdity of. Coolidge like you can put anyone in there and they could have done that I, I disagree that anybody could have done that I guess I think anybody I think not anybody but I feel that there's more people that could have pulled off the ditzy blonde character than what Jane Lynch was asked to do the disrespect to Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> a national my treasure a national my apologies treasure. to the originator of the term MILF I mean I, I don't know I apologize yeah. I can't it's his mom man <laughs> uh gosh 
you know, whatever. I'm using the possession arrow. So I'm saving you, Lynch. You remember that. Uh, this is definitely, to me, the biggest foul of this movie is the lack of the of a cohesive story. So I will use the possession arrow. Uh, okay. I still believe I, I have it, but we'll we'll figure that out. Again, Waterhouse, Cooper, Price, Joker, you figure that out. <laughs> you, you can put this under protest. That's fine. <laughs> Well, let's get into uh, right. the the main attraction. Let's here. end on this on the high note that you were talking about. Woo! Uh huh. Um, I think you're first here to. Oh, <laughs> is it me who's going first on the nominees? Uh, well, I already said one of the two, so I have the the entire scene of Cookie and Jerry having dinner with her ex, who is the yeah. um uh not terrorist hostage negotiator. <laughs> I guess yeah. if they remade this now, he'd be a terrorist negotiator. <laughs> basically, with his with his success rate, yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. Underrated character again. Like if we we're going like deep, deep cuts for six deep man, cut, yeah. that that he's a six man nominee for a deep cut. As is the uh, the the store owner or clerk. Oh yeah, he's working at, with the busy bee. Like his delivery of that. That's the least like of, of a bee that we've done before. Like when she picks out the fish, like I yeah. loved it. That was a great, yeah. great moment as well. Um, but yeah, Cookie and Jerry having dinner with the ex is, is one of mine. So I'll, I'll, I think you already said one of yours too. So yeah, and I, I will be nominating the, the busy bee scene in general, which basically starts with them not being able to find busy bean or busy bee. The husband like goes full into the cage in search of it and then pops out, yells at her and she goes back to the hotel, all that stuff, all of it from beginning to her rejecting all of the, the toys that look striped and a lot like a bee mm-hmm. and grabbing the parrot. Uh, it's so good. Her, her, her acting glorious, the shop owner, like you're mentioning hilarious. You don't expect that type of like, instant like i know this guy like I, I i sympathize with this guy uh that in the, in a character that's there for like 30 seconds 30 mm-hmm. seconds to maybe 40 seconds um, the scene is, is beautiful it, it did appear like like if they had shown 10 seconds of footage before this scene happened we would have been seeing this actor like do a huge bong hit because like yeah he was, was so chill that's like i'm like i'm so chill working at this, <laughs> this pet store man <laughs> Uh, okay, all right. I like that as 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 one nominee. You want to give your second? I mean, it's not going to matter too much, but um, <laughs> it is one I liked, and because I know it's going to upset you, I will nominate it. Oh no! I will do the Harlan mm. reciting nuts. Get out of here! Nuts. And that's close, close to my other favorite Harlan scene, oh, which is yes. the final, <laughs> the final uh, puppeteer show he does with the, with the, ven- the ventriloquism. Hilarious! No. That's a hilarious scene. I don't know what it's like the follow up at the end of the, at the end when they're going back and like catching up with all the participants in the mockument or the the documentary in this world. Yeah, uh, and he's out just performing in an awful bar with his with his dummy and just failing. And it's great. That's why his character is so fun. I feel like this is the difference in terms of the comedy viewpoint. It's, you know, do you like office or parks and rec? Of course you can like both, but they're like, I've never met someone who says they like both equally. You're one or the other. And it's more of, do you like your comedy to be a little bit cringy? Like you're, you know, or do you like it more kind of optimistic, awkward? 
and yeah. I like him more awkward than cringy. And Harlan is a cringy character, and so I think I don't like it. And I don't like that's fair. Watching Not for everybody cringing at at them. Uh, yeah, and I think a lot of it was because he was alone. I feel like that, like yeah. him being one of the only alone characters. Like it was just like if you're ta- if you were like if you had Will Sasso in your car with you and you're springballing the, the nuts conversation off of someone who can respond, maybe it's more, maybe there's something else that happens. Otherwise it is like, just, wow, this, this is not a man I want to be alone with. Can we, can we change the uh, the documentary? I mean, I have to say it's about the journey, not the destination (laughs) of this movie completely. I mean, you're, the time you're spending with these characters isn't for an ultimate resolution. It's to, for enjoying how weird they are. And there's, there's a lot of different elements yeah. that, that he brings to the dog show aspect. I think he's one of the only legitimate trainers that should have really even been there. Yeah. Uh, I loved the bloodhound. Bloodhound was great. Oh yeah. But uh, all the dog acting was, was just fantastic. Dog acting. Great. I mean, and dare I say maybe the biggest foul is to give it to the terrier because it was cute. Oof. Cute as a button. Cute as a button with the face. But, I mean, I wouldn't have given it to the Terrier. Are you kidding me? That dog had two of the best, like, looks at camera I've ever, like, actors couldn't do. That dog pulled off, like, fourth camera breaking eye looking directly at the barrel better than I could imagine any actor Cute as a button. Cute as a button. Yeah, the Terrier is great. But the Bloodhound, to me... Was a spectacular bloodhound. He's not. He had. I don't know. I I I believe the hype. I believe the hype. That's a. He needed more seasoning. That's the sea biscuit of of bloodhounds. (laughs) Anyway, did you have another scissor reel nominee? Um. Well, yeah. I, I, well, I, again, I think that th- there is a good disparity between the nut scene, which to me is cringy humor, and the scene of Jerry and Cookie going to the X, which is more awkward humor of like, it's, that's an awkward situation. And I, I, that is Eugene Levy's best portion, I think. The funniest is I haven't, I have, I have not yet mentioned your tremendous breasts. Yeah, that or was whatever great. he says to the wife. Melons. That was that was great. Your, melons, yeah, your, yeah, your tremendous, tremendous melons, melons. Which that that could have been a posterizer for sure. That that was pretty yeah. great. Uh, but my other nominee, and I feel like this is a little bit cheating because I don't know how long this overall it was, and I didn't narrow it down to one specific. I just had Buck and Trevor covering the individual dog categories. I think if I had to narrow it down to just one category. It would probably be um, the first one that they do with Judge E.D. Jackson would probably be my my vote for the sizzle yeah. reel of those two. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that's I mean, this is an underrated aspect of the movie is how really good the dog showing aspect of this is. Like when they're bringing the dogs out and expecting the dogs and the commentary around mm-hmm. it, like I'm in it. Like, I'm interested. I'm interested <laughs> in learning red. about it. I mean, it's both the announcers are great. And that that scene in particular, when they're bringing out dogs for the first time and you're actually comparing them, I guess, mm-hmm. is nice to see. Like, oh, it is like we can actually see like the dog part of the couples. And that's when I noticed the gate, the running of the terrier. <laughs> he yeah. was a little bit of a side runner. He wasn't as mm-hmm. smooth and straightforward as the bloodhound. Mm-hmm. And again, to me, if I'm judging, I think that was done all wrong. Mm-hmm. Based so, off yeah, of the I- criteria I was explaining. 
I'm all I'm I'm a gum man. You know, I don't I don't care so much for the gate. I'm all about them gums. How we how how's that dental hygiene going? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, okay, <laughs> so that that's four candidates. I I know where I'm going. Uh, I think you can start this one. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think so. It's hard because I with my win of having uh, Fred Willard be the MVP. I don't feel like I have to overcompensate and maybe say that that like any one individual segment of him would be better than one whole scene of others. So I feel like I'm going to go Jerry and, uh, and cookie having dinner with uh, the hostage wow. negotiator as my pick. Wow. That is, that's a great pick. It's a great scene. It's hilarious it all the way through it. Even like the casualness of how creepy that son is. Yeah. Ooh, um, creepy son. Yeah. It's just, it's so funny. It might be the funniest scene. Oh, I can but pick <laughs> again, I I tend to rank legacy factor pretty high in all these things. Sure, and sure. When it, when you're picking things to represent a movie, you want to give it its best chance to succeed down the road. And is mm-hmm. a good joke really going to hold up to some of the scenes we've seen in the past when it's having to battle that out? For me, the legacy of Busy Bee mm. and that the comedy of, of that exchange left a lasting memory. Like it was a memory that I had of this movie. And it, it's definitely one I was most excited to see upon rewatch. It didn't let me down. So I have to pick Busy Bee. I know I'm really repping. Hold uh, on before you, the, Posey, before, before you put that down as the official. Can I make okay. the argument? Yeah. That we yeah. have Parker Posey as I know, I was just going to say, there, and we don't have either Eugene Levy or Catherine O'Hara anywhere in this movie. You really certain you don't want to? You don't want to just think about this before you use your possession arrow. You made a compelling argument; it's out there in the world. But really, going forward, that's where you want to make your. And we already have the saddle. You already said, or or. Can we go back and can you retroactively say that Busy B should be the posterizer instead of God Loves T- Terriers? No. Like, I, I, oh, I, won't, are, I won't do you that. You are killing hopes and dreams out here. I will. I will. <laughs> you know what? I'm a reasonable person. I'm a reasonable person. I've done this in the past where I've recognized, at least I've recognized, which is funny to see you making this, this claim now that you can represent one scene too much. Because that's your trademark. You like one <laughs> scene in the movie and it wins all the awards. Well, um, when there's I realize that I realize this and I will prevent I will prevent that from happening in my case. I will switch. Woo. I will not use the possession arrow. I will agree with the initial boyfriend meeting scene with the melons and the terrorists and the hostage mm-hmm. negotiation. That's it's great. It's hilarious. There's nothing wrong with that being represented in the scissor reel. It's just might leave it up to a defeat down the road. But um, I do think it's a good, it's a good uh, representation. All the category winners here represent the movie. I think pretty, pretty spot on. All right. I like it. We want to get into um, final movie grade here. So we can wrap up the um, portfolio here for best in show. I I am in, I'm in. Um, So you, you, you want to start it off? I'll start it off. Uh, it's going to be brief, but we've, <laughs> we've talked about it a lot. We've, we've discussed the category winners. I love 
all of the category winners, which I don't know if I could say that about every movie we've done. Um, even looking at Emperors, remember the Titans? Like there wasn't like I love all of them. But this one had mm-hmm. a weak one. It, it's definitely the posterizer, and that's not really fair to it because it had so many good one-liners. It's just I don't know how many of them are like that's this movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so ton a ton to like for me. It's it's this is an iconic movie. It's a trendsetter for sure. It might be the best mockumentary going, which is huge. For a legacy factor um i love the characters i love the acting i love the pace i love the popcornness of it it's so easy to digest there's not really any stakes ever who cares who wins <laughs> the dog show like it doesn't matter like you no one's gonna be upset about anything in this movie um and it can be seen by anybody i think multiple times it's nearing the category now where we're at an all-time level movie score for me at least so i'm giving this a 90 it's it's entered into that top echelon of movies that will be forever be on 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 a short list for me whether it represents mockumentary as a genre or just as a general film it will be one i always will have on rotation uh will watch a number of times going forward and i will enjoy it again i know i will okay you know, and I, I think that at certain points in my life, I probably would not be very far behind you. I may have at some point maybe even been ahead of you, but I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just how media has changed and and it's just a different thing now to sit down and watch something when you have a phone near you and, you know, you just have other things going on, but this just really, really took a lot of of willpower to stay paying attention to it the wow. entire time. It felt more than any time I've seen it before, like a collection of interrelated skits as opposed to a, a full movie. And even the character I love the best, Fred Willard, you could easily pull him out of this entire movie and it, you know, and and have it more of like an actual mockumentary. I feel the reason this is a movie is because of Fred Willard's character actually giving it some kind of connective tissue. Mm-hmm. And there were just a few of the storylines that there were funny bits and moments, but it just it wasn't interesting the entire way out. Like I liked the, you know, the Scott Donlin and I liked, you know, the two, you know, uh, you know, gay characters in the movie. I enjoyed their interactions with each other, but there were just so many bad one-liners that Scott Donlin's character had, you know, throughout that interaction that kind of drew me out a little bit. Um, Busy Bee. I loved Busy Bee. I thought that was really good, but the actual two like characters and like their meet cute up front. Like there were so many of like their introductionary portions where I'm like, I don't need this. Like it's, it's taking away, like, I don't need to know how that these two met like in corresponding Starbucks. Like it's, I don't know. It's kind of, you know, cute maybe the first time, but after that it's just, this is two minutes that I'm not laughing. Like, let me bring me someone who's going to make me laugh, which I know you will at some point. Like there are so many moments of this that are, such good comedy but it's maybe 10 minutes out of this 90 minute movie is where i feel i'm really really enjoying myself 
And again, this movie got a buy for a reason. Like there was no doubt in my mind that this was going to be a, over a 70. Like there was no way that this was going to be anywhere in contention with some of our bottomy barrelly movies that we've watched before and by no means is this scary movie so let's not let's 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 not uh, get ourselves twisted at all but this is much much further down than i would have ever thought possible in this viewing this this to me is middle tier 2000s movie this is a 54 what a 54 that is I mean, I need to. I need to take a break. Uh, I need to. I need to collect thoughts. I need to phone a friend. This is a sh- you. You mean to say five and four? Yeah. So I don't know if there is a response in this scenario, but I need, I guess, a little bit more clarification. If you're going to decide, I'm going to take a loved, beloved movie. And rate it, I think this is under Gladiator. This is under, I think it might be Castaway levels for you. I mean, this is, it's tough to, tough to believe. It's tough to believe. So no one is, no one is more surprised at, at my grade than myself. I'll be honest with you. Again, I could not have have thought that this was going to be lower than a 70 by, by any means. Like this is one of the movies I point to as one of my favorite mockumentaries, one of my favorite two thousands, but I don't know what it was this time around. I'm like, I can't defend this against everyone who's ever like said like, Oh, mockumentaries. And it's just like a bunch of skits and they're not really related. So much of this, this time around, you know, it's now been at least, five to 10 years since I've seen this last. And so I'm thinking I'm watching this as a movie. I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, there's, this wasn't a large gathering. It wasn't meant like, Hey, we're all going to get together and watch one movie. It was, Hey, you're going to sit and you're going to watch this movie. And then you're going to talk about it with, with one person afterwards. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going into it, looking at it as fun. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this. It's going to be so much better than friggin' American psycho and cat and castaway and things like that. But I ended up leaving it going, it was very well made. Mm-hmm. Gladiator and Castaway, which are very well made, but I just have a lot of issues with what the movie is spending its limited time focusing on. And I I just wanted something different. I wanted more more of a story or more for these characters to actively do. Like I don't want to see the opening scene where uh, Parker Posey and her husband are talking kind of coyly about being into a little bit of a deviant sex act potentially for it to be revealed that there's a, that they're actually talking about a dog and not a kid. I know the movie I'm in it's best in show. Like, of course it's a dog that, that felt like two minutes of buildup for a simple joke. But I'm like, you can do so much better. Give me more buck. Give me more Jerry and cookie going to meet another X. Give me, you know, some, uh, like what else happens with busy B like it, that, like that felt so weird. And the fact that that dog never acts out of character until it needs to bite somebody. 
No, that's not true. Growl doesn't do anything. Yeah, it did it. It did in the airport earlier in the movie. Yeah, once. It's like one. It's like every when it when it needs to be violent, it gets randomly violent. But it, like it doesn't bark. It's not running around. It has no issues other than if one friendly person gets up close to it, it's gonna start attacking a little bit. Like yeah, well, I mean, that's a, it's not a small issue. But they don't show any other issues that that dog has until a stranger comes up to it well that's kind of the the concept that they were that they were playing with in the movie was that they were throwing or they were projecting their relationship issues on the dog sure they fight the dog freaks out they blame each other and that cycles into the dog continuing down this aggressive behavior path that's why he was going to see a therapist because he's been like moody and not responding to them and not being obedient like although i mean it wasn't like we're gonna make this a, like a huge point of the movie showing like the, the decay of into madness from this dog <laughs> but i mean it was just a part of it and it was a, another aspect that the movie i think succeeds in is doesn't dip doesn't lean in too hard to one bit it's very palatable because it's it's it presents a wide array of characters maybe you don't love them all as much as you love some of them but some people love Harlan the most. Some people love the the gay couple the most, or Jane Lynch the most. And it's like you you take one away, it might make the part of the movie you like a little bit better, but it's gonna make it less appealing to mm-hmm. to a, a huge group of people, which is why I think this movie lives on as much as it does, because wherever you're coming from, there's something in this movie that's gonna be hilarious. And not just like funny, but like hilarious on multiple rewatches. And at, for a comedy to continue to be that funny even though again it's not as funny as the first time you watched it and it's, it's some of the jokes are gonna become more stale with time when newer better jokes and movies are come out but to retroactively dis- discredit the movie that bad on one seems like honestly a grumpy pants viewing of maybe of best in show <laughs> i don't think so i i went into this like looking forward to this one for a while so maybe if anything i went into it with super duper expectation pants not grumpy pants <laughs> um and you know what and because of how close this movie has been to being high 80s 90s in the past i am going to give it another shot like this is not going to be the last time i ever watch best in show whereas bring it on even though i have it higher at a 64 that's, that's that might have been my last viewing of, of Bring It On. You know, we'll end up seeing. Uh, but I will definitely say, you know, this is I'm looking at my ranking. Like, yeah, absolutely. This is slightly better in this viewing than Oh Brother. It has oh. aspects of it that are done very well. There are, you know, things I look back and go, oh, yeah, very fondly. I have like, yeah, that, that was a good song. That was a good moment. That was a good joke. But when I think of having to sit and wait two minutes to get to the next joke that I actually liked, like that, that's hard when you are only a comedy and you are nothing else. There is no story. There is no hero. There is no villain. Like, Anything could have happened. Like, you know, there could be a cutting room scene of anything that you could add to this movie anywhere, essentially, and it probably would still fit. It's it's just too loose connections. And that really hurt when there were so many things where I'm like, oh, just move it along. Like, I don't need this sure. scene. 
Sure. I mean, you're you're free to rate as you as you'd like. That's why we have an aggregate. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um. So this is this is time for real hard math because that's a tough equation. What is the aggregate of ninety and fifty four? That would be seventy two. That's low. Seventy two. So what was remember the uh, Titans again? Do we have that on the on the we do official board? We do. What's that? So that one was a much more consistent. 75 74 score so a 74 and a half so wow. just slightly above where our aggregate for best in show is this is gonna get spicy here down the then the end we're, we're, we're mm-hmm. gonna have we still have two more movies to go what's next next is almost famous yeah right we're getting into another all-time uh, all-time hit this one i will say i'm I, I, I will have my high expectation pants on again, but also my don't really remember because I can pretty much <laughs> honestly say I've never seen the entire movie like in one sitting. I've seen bits and pieces. I've this seen probably, like more probably the more famous scenes, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched this entire movie. So I've, I'm very intrigued. I was kind of writing your coattails on how good this movie was when we were doing our who gets buys, who doesn't. So mm-hmm. I am very, very intrigued to see where this one sits. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know who knows what's going to happen at this point. This was, this was a, a, a grade that befuddles me. And who knows what will happen with with uh, Almost Famous. I will agree with you, for me at least, it's one that I'm going to have a little bit of more... Um, I'm going to have to be more particular with this movie. I haven't seen it uh, like into adulthood like I am now. Um, and I haven't really... I guess I really haven't objectively looked at it as a movie outside of the nostalgia that it provides mm-hmm. me. Um, so I'm going to try to separate that a little bit. Look at it. Or again, its components. See what it's bringing. But um, I'm excited. I, 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 for me, this is a range. I, it could be, I could see it being, being a huge letdown and getting a, a pretty low score. And I could also see it uh, living up to what I thought it would, what I, what I think it is, and 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 being right up there with best in show. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, right. I, I have no idea. No idea where where this one's gonna gonna fit. But uh, yeah, I. Again, I, I I hope that I I was not way off on my own opinion, but I have to trust <laughs> how I was doing it. And I'm looking at where I was putting other movies and I'm like, oh, man, which one would, if I, someone was asking me for a crime action or a mockumentary, you know, they're completely different movies, but I, I, I enjoyed Snatch more than I enjoyed best in show this time not by a lot by one point but yeah it was i would never have guessed that going in and so maybe maybe i do need to give it another shot and i don't know we'll see but yeah 54 all right well that that wraps it up (laughs) uh we we've gotten through another review and category award show episode congratulations uh, for sticking with us um but for now remember that we are the omgs and we will be watching watching. Ooh, much better oh was it better it just ended up being i think we got the last few words together i don't know if we did i think they were they were pretty far off but we'll 
be. You're not gonna go, huh? I'm not gonna even try to watch. <laughs> I'm gonna let you looking looking at you. Go, you're not right. even doing it. All right, all right. No, I'm this. gonna let you go. All right. Anyway, you're gonna end, uh, you're gonna end this. You're gonna end this. No. Nope. I'm gonna end it. If there's anything else you want to say, now's the time. Literally, now is the time. <laughs> nope. Have a good week, everybody. Right. Have a good week.